0: when you are out on your run what do you look like i mean when others see you do you look like a pro or depending on the day's form you might look like a very tired marathon runner on the last kilometer of the marathon but actually (laughs) you just started your 3k run (laughs) welcome to hypno running the show where we do more than just talk about running we help you find solutions to develop your full potential making you a better faster and smarter runner And here is your host, Heiko. (laughs) Without knowing you, I suppose you might be looking at you. You have a pair of fancy running shoes. I surely hope you do. You have more or less matching running gear or perfect matching running gear, all the same brands. Or you might be one of those mix and match types, you know, shoes from one manufacturer, socks from another. You might be the water bottle carrying type of runner. Or someone who prefers to always have his or her hands free. Or perhaps you the runner if I'd see you now, you always have your phone with you. You're one of those you have your phone in your hand, you know, no matter if it's a long run, a short run, a rainy day, hot sweaty palms, you have that phone close by. Or you're one of those that runs with these thick woolen socks. No watch no phone, no fancy running shirt, and hey, running, just it's just fun for you. <laughs> and that's perhaps what I might see from the outside if we were to see each other whilst you were running. Now, I, I clearly remember when I was a kid, you know, the looks and how you were perceived. That was a big issue, especially in growing up in South Africa. You know, you had to wear school uniform. So everybody looked the same, and you wanted to be the same. So you had to be really constructive, innovative to show your uniqueness you know there was no hairstyles you know fancy hairstyles or something like that allowed or or wearing a necklace or something like that so and after school you'd get a lot of comments depending on what you would what you would wear but also what you would do what you would eat and if you really performed well at school in running and you perhaps had a sports drink you know the comments might have been you know oh are you are you going pro now because you're having a sports drink yeah so you were perceived as something it's then that, as a teenager i decided who cares you know and i would wear ridiculous combinations or nearly the same shirt every day now don't worry my mum actually bought me i think four of them so that you know hygiene factor and all that it could be washed regularly it was a uh, a blue shirt with a green triangle on it by the way if you're the designer who designed that shirt 30 years back what kind of a design was that blue with a green triangle anyway that was the shirt I always would wear and <clears throat> this meant that I decided to do weird things with my running too weird because well I mean hmm at one stage I started running with a backpack filled with bricks <laughs> uh, yeah so the the backpack was one of those it didn't have a structure don't think of the backpacks today which are make ergonomic to protect your back and all that no it was really a a very flimsy backpack no no cladding inside there no structure inside there and of course the bricks they would make one hell of a racket adobe stones you know clonk 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 and (laughs) the first time i packed in all the bricks i couldn't even carry up the, the backpack I, could, I couldn't stand up <laughs> so they, it got lighter and lighter and then i realized as i'm running these bricks they are bumping into my kidneys and into my back so i had to tie a red and white scarf around my hips that's how i was running now can you imagine the neighbors you know seeing me that skinny kid you know <laughs> last house in the cul-de-sac Olympic street 20 34 uh, And he's running, what's he doing now? He's running with bricks in his backpacks. You know, what's wrong with a kid? You know, must have weird parents. (laughs) Yep, and then I saw, I wonder where I saw that. There was no internet in the 80s, but somewhere I saw joggers with these weird blue, like, it looked like bags strapped around their ankles and around their wrists, and I thought, oh my goodness, you know. That's like weights, you know, so you're going to be building muscles as well whilst you're running. I mean, this is amazing, you know, obviously, you know, it was a trend in those days. By the way, it seems this trend still exists somewhere. If you're doing that, please stop doing that. Anyway, running with weight. So the, the added weight, weight <laughs> was supposed to make the muscle work harder. And muscles that work harder, you know, they get stronger through muscle fiber growth, or more efficient muscle fiber recruitment, or the blood vessel growth um, uh, will be will be much faster. But actually, what happens is that the extra weight in, uh, on the on the joints, on the knees, on the on the ligaments, it's going to lead to a tear in your tendonitis, or it could, uh, especially if you have a bad running form. So, you know, if you ignore. Uh, yeah, you know, it, and it looks stupid as well, okay? So that's the whole thing with the way it looked. Uh, another way that you would see me running as a kid, my all time favorite, me and my best friend Ronald, uh, we'd wait for it to rain. It wouldn't rain often in Pretoria. But then the one would go uh, take the bicycle, whilst the other would run and throw Rocky Bull Bower type of punches every now and then. And then after some time, and of course, would would like uh, shout motivational words to the one who's running and then after some time we change and we do this for huh, a long time you know really we'd run we'd run a long time in the rain even classmates would comment that they saw us running you know you guys are weird and they would argue whether our training regime, you've got to think there's like 15 year olds, you know, is really beneficial or not. And we would debate this and explain the benefits, you know, throwing those punches, you know. And obviously, I mean, Rocky Balboa, look where he ended up. He was a fantastic boxer in the movies, wasn't he? So uh, now some of you, you might have had a, a different scenario. Perhaps you, you, you felt when you were younger, you weren't getting any attention at all or, you know, um, you were getting disinterested looks. And, of course, um, what then happens is that each person starts to behave in such a way that you maybe get even less possible attention. You know, this saves you, but uh, this saves you not receiving looks and not being judged. I mean, we will feel that look even from people who aren't, um, um, you know, who aren't important to us. We, we feel the look from someone. And now let me explain uh, what this has to do with running the way your run style looks. Whether you are a fast or a slow runner, whether you're a pro runner, middle-of-the-pack runner, a park run runner, or a, um, I run a fast 5K runner, or I'm just getting a started runner, or I have a good excuse and currently not type of runner, <laughs> the facts are all the same. You know, People c- uh, tend to compare themselves with others. And it, it's often based on looks and people might feel less worthy than others or feel much better than others or um, have the need to be better than the rest or constantly look for their own reflection in the mirror whilst they're running. I've got to admit I do that sometimes. I mean, I just I don't run past lots of mirrors. Anyway, I'm drifting off the point here. Mm. Or runners or people are convincing themselves that they always do everything wrong you've met some of those i trained wrong you know i didn't do the correct exercise i'm not running at the right pace you know or they can't satisfy anyone or are constantly trying to please others or are fighting the urge uh, the fear of doing something which they actually don't want to do (laughs) means and 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 all this is, is it happens via looks and then it starts a internal dialogue and this internal voice is the one which gives you drive so that you perform more and that for example if yesterday's run wasn't good enough um, that is then when the inner critic is going to going to be belittling yourself and even judge yourself usually very very harshly you know sometimes we speak to ourselves So harshly that if you were to speak to your best friend like that aloud, he or she would tell you, you know what, forget it. Up to here, we're through, we're over. (laughs) And uh, if you are, um, if you know somebody who's a bad mood runner, you know, this is the inner critic voice which can really talk himself out of even the most beautiful run scenario you know this this type of bad mood runner with the inner critic voice will keep himself glued to the couch no matter how perfect the weather is why because there's just this this bad mood this which results out of the inner critic and of course not all these internal looks are, are bad or negative the, the, um, a lot of it there's room for example for the internal analysis and this is the view you have of yourself when you observe and you you comment and you dissect your run and it's run performance in each area from the warm-up to the actual run to the pacing right through um, uh, until the finish sprint and until what you do whether you do stretching there afterwards or your cool down Oh, and hang on, uh, we shouldn't forget, there's also the sarcastical, the cynical voice, which then would even belittle such a performance or wouldn't even take it seriously, right? So maybe <laughs> you, you did a training run and, and you gave it your all, Which which it is what it is today. Perhaps today it wasn't such a good run. And the next thing, the sarcastic, cynical voice comes out. And of course... You know, uh, these are not real people that are talking inside your head, but it is thought patterns from an internal viewpoint that internally judge your performance. Well, wow, It's a complex situation, isn't it? <laughs> and all of it is based on how you look, how others see you, how you look at yourself. So, how about today? You start to you start to use and to learn and. Um, uh, and identify which voice is the most prominent in your head, especially which, uh, which voice is prominent under which circumstances. If any of the above examples sounded familiar to you, that critic or the cynical voice or the sarcasm or, or, or perhaps not being good enough, hey, pay attention, stick to this the next couple of minutes. You're going to get, be getting some real good advice here. You know, if, if things are going well and and you find yourself still being negative, that's definitely an area you should be working at. If your training is moving forward, but you're still not satisfied, hang on, focus on this area. If you're accusing yourself and perhaps even judging your own performance so negatively, I can guarantee you, you're not doing so well in other areas of your life as well you know that definitely does not make you uh, a happy runner or, or that doesn't make you a happy person the mother father sister brother son or daughter you know plus i doubt you're going to be becoming the employee of the month with this accusatory voice this judgmental voice inside of you and if it's happening in your sports it's happening in other areas in your life as well you know uh, by constantly analyzing uh, you know that you're gonna you're gonna lose that joy Uh, not not the constant analyzing but the constant accusing yourself you are gonna be losing your joy you know constantly for example having that app tracking your own performance every run um, wearing your heart rate monitor on on every run uh, timing with precision every single run this is gonna lead to to unsatisfactory results because you know, no matter how good you are overall, there are going to be some bad runs. And if you're too accusatory, if you if you are too strong in, in judging yourself, wow, you're going to lose that original joy that made you start running in the first place. You know, by just going for a run and letting the spur of the moment decide whether you're going to turn left, whether you're going to turn right, whether you're going to carry on, or maybe you're going to sprint towards the next lamppost. Or, you know, just just keep it as it is and just go even longer than you anticipated. <laughs> the the cynic the sarcasm uh, that voice uh, is the strongest effect on your run performance that's going to keep you that's going to keep you stuck That's going to make you become less adventurous that's going to allow you to to opt out of a race as the will the necessary urge to find new thought processes you know (laughs) is to get you through a, a difficult patch on your run it's no longer there why because you can belittle it. You know, as a cynic, you already have enough reasons and excuses. And after all, oh, well, I knew I wasn't going to make it anyway, you know, that or I-, I knew I'm just not made for running. You know, this is one of the biggest reasons people that want to reduce their weight actually um, get it back on again. It's because of cynicism. You know, it's not a yo-yo effect. It's, it's that internal voice, that sarcasm, <laughs> um, which actually... Um, reminds me of a story it all has to do with how you perceive yourself and the urge how you need to be perceived by others uh, it, it reminds me of a, a work-related story there was an evening event it was a it was a dinner where um, the uh, r&d department was there i was feeling a bit out of out of place there because i, I wasn't in r&d I, i'm more in sales and anyway, um, it was a change of guard, means the professor who headed the department, he was handing over to, his, uh, to the protege, to the, uh, the younger doctor. And it was a very nice evening, actually, nice meals. Um, you know, some people were having maybe a glass of wine too much. And then at the speech, the younger doctor, you know, he really, he really praised this uh, long serving professor. Um, who'd really done excellent work. And then he made one comment and he said, you know, you'll, you'll always be a, 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 my master um, in the R&D, but at least I beat you at tennis. <laughs> and we all laughed and what have you, but what you didn't notice is how the, the professor's face just really all of a sudden, you know, his chin really dropped to the floor. He got visibly upset and he got up and he said that that's not true. That he always wins at tennis. And it was a very awkward moment. It was like everybody else was feeling embarrassed. And there was no way you could you, you could rescue the situation, you know? And why is it somebody would be doing that? Why is it somebody would be standing up in such a second and Well, it's the inner critic, not feeling good enough, you know, cynicism, you know, and now others are hearing what I'm thinking anyway. Others can hear my thoughts. You know, this professor must have been thinking, I'm not good enough. (laughs) And now the others who are listening to this speech also have gotten confirmation that in some areas I'm not good enough. (laughs) Trust me, nobody cares whether he was good at tennis or not. (laughs) That's not the point. And it just goes to show what this, I just, I just thought of this, you know, what happens if you have this strong critique inside. You know, it's like these photos of these North Korean generals, you know, they stand behind the leader and they all have the same amount of medals, you know, five abreast. And, uh, uh, you know, it's like everybody has the same medals, you know, to, to show something. Now, don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with having medals. Even I have one from my days in the army. You know, however, those soldiers, they have numerous medals, you know, three rows, you know, four abreast and uh, on a big beer belly popping out underneath there. And, of course, you know, these people like that professor, these people's thinking, actions, the way they behave is focusing on themselves, on their thoughts, on their words, and uttering the whole time, I am very, very, very important. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those who has many run medals congratulations so do i be proud of them and this is not addressing you or your medals don't get me wrong it is addressing whether there are some areas in your running personality in your character as a runner that are keeping you from your goals that are keeping you from becoming the best runner you could be hey if some of this resonates with you and you'd really like to know what you can do right now right here right now well i'd recommend you to do two things the first one is you can get a free download on my website, hypnorun.com. So somebody who is unsatisfied uh, with his running, with his general performance, and you feel that your personality can't develop and, and you'd want to start creating a new self-image just through willpower. You know, it, it must be something. Uh, you, must, uh, you must create this new picture and be willing to erase the old picture and the easiest one is to erase the fear of failure and nobody wants to be worried about making a mistake during the whole training and of course not during the run so by learning to let go of anxiousness uh, by not being too concerned about making a conscious a conscientious effort to work harder you know just rather let the let the training the training sessions the runs you know just Just make it happen. Remember, this is just running. As long as it's happening, you have a chance of adjusting the level, of making it even better. So to to learn to trust in your body and your abilities, and and that's necessary so that your creative thinking will be set on a subconscious level. You know, uh, Emerson, a wonderful saying here, you know, do the thing and you will have the power. And how about today you 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 draw or you take a piece of paper and you just draw or you write down your self image. And it might start as a you know just a couple of sentences, some blur effects, but as you're starting and you're starting to fill the page with words, you're going to add more details as you go along. Remember how I started this off. How would I see you if you are running? Start with that. (laughs) What type of runner are you? Are you the cell phone runner guy? Are you the guy with the matching outfits or what have you? Start from there. And remember, this is something that you have built up over years based on your own beliefs and this belief in regards to your running they've unconsciously formed through your past run successes and and in in your head um, uh, whether you've achieved your best time the furthest distance you ever ran all those fantastic trails you actually find yourself dreaming about write them down as well of course there might also be some negative situations where you're not completely satisfied which have led to some assumptions which have then led to some conditions you know (laughs) and don't focus too much on the negatives focus on the positives and on the actual situation as you're writing this down on that piece of paper try to identify them circle them don't try to find objective proof rather just verify whatever the the event let's say <clears throat> the the dnf that was there you know what's going to happen is if there was a dnf maybe you're going to realize you know, it happened because you have that cynicism inside your brain that you're not cut out to run 42 kilometers. That's what you want to identify on this piece of paper. So this piece of paper with your self-image, once you've written it down, you've got the reverse side on the, on the sheet of paper. Start changing it. Nobody's too young or too inexperienced or too old or, you know, you know uh, too stubborn to actually start changing that. And start off by changing the, the, your run with the weak areas in your head. Because if you have that negative thought and you can erase that, I can guarantee you that's going to lead you to a much stronger run performance in the future. And no, I'm not talking about, oh, uh, he's talking about self uh, positive thinking. Yay, positive. No, I'm talking about really spending five minutes writing down your self-image, how you see yourself, and finding those patches, those scratches, those, those areas which aren't necessarily true like I don't like running a 5k you know I'm or I'm not capable of running a fast 5k or I don't feel comfortable on the marathon distance you know and then ways to combat this is to identify this how critical are you with this and then in terms of running but your plans your dreams that you are following what do you need to do right now what what is helpful to get you there and you know, it's a bit like bit like in sales you know empathy you know it gets you through the door <laughs> empathy gets you through the door the the kinder you are to yourself the easier it is to actually put on that running gear and to get out of the house and then the second step uh, competency reliability integrity it keeps you there it keeps you in the sales game the same with your running competency reliability that you can rely on yourself that you have this belief that you are competent and the integrity that you're not faking it that keeps you there hey thanks for listening to today's show my name is Heiko God bless you and remember take it easy